Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. This week, we will be talking about new Pokemon Snap, a new Monster Hunter Rise update, and a new Super Mario Party update that now lets you actually play the Mario Party board game mode online. And of course, a lot more. I am your host, Casey DeFridis, and this week, I am joined by Miranda Sanchez. Hi, hello. Please excuse uh, my very noisy presence. There is construction going on. Also, if you're watching the video, my very pixelated presence, we try to fix it. We don't know what's going on. 
I'm living in a weird, a very weird time. We're going to blame construction. So uh, it is yes. all the construction's fault, yeah. 100%. And I'm also joined this week by Reb Valentine, who actually reviewed Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap. So thank you for joining us today to talk about that. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been it's been a good couple of weeks. Yeah. And lastly, Tom Marks. Hello. I didn't do anything and I don't have construction, so I'm unamusing right now. You did do things. You finished all of the stuff that comes in the Monster Hunter Rise update. Oh, that's true. I did did a thing. Yeah. You did do a thing. You did a thing. (laughs) So it is totally fine. It is all good. And we'll also be briefly talking about Metopia and some other things and answering your questions for Question Block like always. But let's kick it off with the new Pokemon Snap review discussion. So Reb and I have been able to play new Pokemon Snap um, and it's been a delight. So Reb, could you just give us a summary of what you thought about new Pokemon Snap? I know that you gave it an eight, which is great. Please explain. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was very good. Uh, it, It is, if you've played the original Pokemon Snap and you wanted that, but more, because it was, it was very short. I mean, it was limited by the time that it was in, but it was very short. There's only a handful of courses, handful of Pokemon. If you just wanted like that idea, but a lot more of it, like th- this is it. This is what new Pokemon Snap is. There are, we can't, I, I didn't even count. So I don't even know how many Pokemon are in this one. I'm not allowed to say. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, th- there are, th- I think they officially said in an interview over 200. Yeah. Uh, there's de- there's definitely that. Uh, there are a whole lot. There, there are more courses than you think there are. Like there, there was a point when I was going, again, we can't say how many courses there are either, but there was a point when I was going through and I reached a spot where I was like, this is probably going to be like the next to last course. And then there were just several, (laughs) there was several more after that. I was like, okay, this is great. And there's like day and night variations too, which I think it would be easy to point to that and go, oh, well, it's just an excuse for them to reuse the same stuff. It is, they are very different in ways that matter and are good and cool. I think the (laughs) thing for me is it's just nice to see Pokemon being cool out in the wild. I love Pokemon so much. I think Bandai Namco has done just a wonderful job of making them feel like these really cool, like magic wild animals that you can just go out and have, you know, limited interactions with, but observe, observe in their natural habitat and have a really enjoyable time with. Uh, They... They have all these wonderful little surprise moments. I'm still, I mean, Casey and I have been talking about this. I finished the game. I finished the review. I've rolled the credits. I've played about 17 hours of it at this point. I'm still finding things that I had no idea existed. Casey was telling me about an interaction the other day I had never even seen. And I went and found it and was just like, ah, I love this so much. And and Um, Brett went and told me about an interaction that I had never seen before. And I think that's one of those games that's going to have so much conversation between people who are playing. He's like, oh my God, did you see this thing? No, how did you? you do it and yeah I, I love that there's one again still can't talk about it but there's one that casey and i know exists we know it's in the game mm-hmm. we can't it was in a trailer how to get it is it a trailer <laughs> but we can't figure out how to get it and ah, I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the things I didn't like as much, uh, there's there's some progression systems attached to it. Uh, there's the scoring thing. There's kind of how you unlock the different courses. Uh, they mostly work. I think sometimes they sort of trip over themselves. There is a point uh, when you are trying to unlock a new course where it's it up, up to that point is very straightforward. It's, you know, get get the thing you were just doing to a certain research level. And then the next thing will unlock. And it's very it's paced nicely. Uh, but then there is a spot where it just suddenly 
it's not explained to you what you're supposed to do next. And the thing that it turns out you have to do next is very grindy. Um, it's, it's just one spot, but it was kind of aggravating. Uh, and there were some things related to the scoring of photos as well that I thought, like I would get a really special shot and then the professor would be like, Oh, it's a photo. And I'm like, really? Do you not see that Pokemon like freaking out or whatever? Do you not see this cool thing I got? And it, that was a little disappointing too. But honestly, all that's incidental to just enjoying Pokemon doing cool things and being cute and telling these little stories over the course of the different research levels as you unlock them and gain their trust and they feel more comfortable being out and about around you. So what you're, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, right now, those are some of the photos that I edited with the the photo mode. And just a, a quick tip for you guys, if you guys want to like re-angle your photos and resize them and do the whole like bokeh and focus and stuff, you have to do that immediately after taking your photos because afterwards you can only do stuff like this, which is still really cool. You can still like add stickers and um, add like vignettes and frames and everything. But those are just some of the ones that I like made. And oh, hey. Well, who's who's this? Is this yours, Red? That's mine. Oh, yeah, I love that's it. mine. <laughs> you just you, you gave him the same stuff I gave my Lipard. So, <laughs> what you were to explain it to the audio video um, visitors, audio visitors, jeez, the audio listeners. Um, we showed a Torterra with a Pichu and a Grookey sleeping, and they're all sleeping, and it's very cute. And Pichu has some stickers to make it look like it's dreaming of cupcakes, and there's a little, cute little border, and then there was a like an old timey. Uh, sepia filter over a lipard with like a bow tie and it was just it was just silly um <laughs> but there's there's i had so much fun messing with my photos and doing that kind of stuff yeah the restat feature is really good there in the very first level in the park uh there was a moment when i was trying to get a photo of a worm pole on a tree uh this is the very beginning of the game and completely by accident an emolga swoops down and photo bombs my worm pole and i just happened to get it in the shot but it, it, it was still a shot of the worm pole but the emolga was like off center and it wasn't a very good shot of the worm pole but if i had just been like a second later it would have been a really good shot of the emolga and so i didn't get a whole lot of points for it but after that level i was able to go into resnap and i was able to just like move the frame over a little bit and get the emolga in the center and now i have this really good snap that I actually put on my online profile now that internet features have been turned on. And last time I checked, I had over 64 uh, sweets on it, which is yeah. probably not going to be a lot once the game comes out. But when only a handful of reviewers have it, that is a lot of sweets. I hope it is. I don't know. I have no idea. And they're called like sweet metals. But anyway, that's kind of sweet how metals. on right. uh, online works. I don't know if you get anything else particular. You get achievements. You I got some achievements. Okay, and so you can get a title. Like I opened the game this morning and I had an achievement just popped up and said, you got a total of 100 sweet medals. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, nice. Thank you. Cool. Um, also, some stuff about Pokemon Snap. So I know you mentioned getting stuck in that spot. And I wanted to clarify that a little bit as well, because there hmm. were. Um... Sorry, <laughs> there were some. So in the old Pokemon Snap. In order to progress, you had to do something like really specific and cool. Like you'd have to like find that Porygon in the river level to unlock the next one or things like that. Mm, yeah. And in this one, that is not what you have to do to, to unlock the next one. As Reb said, it was it, it was pretty grindy in order to unlock the next one. And it wasn't like a discovery that made you go like, oh, man, no wonder I couldn't pass. It was kind of like, really? 
that's what I had to do. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's fine. We'll have a guide on that. So if you get stuck, you can search for that guide on IGN.com. Um, because I assumed if both of us like didn't know what to do there, unless you were playing the game in a certain way and already grinding for literally everything. So yeah, I, I will say, I think had I known that was what I was supposed to do, it would not have been so aggravating. Mm -hmm. I think if the professor had just said, Hey, if you go do this, then something will happen or this is what I want you to do next. It would have been easier. And he gives a very vague hint. Um, and it's only the one time everything else I thought was pretty straightforward. Uh, I, yeah, it would be cool if we could blow up some rocks with a Voltorb or whatever it was mm -hmm. you did the original Pokemon snap to unlock, I think volcano. I don't even remember. Uh, but you know, it's, I, I, I love it. I think it's very good. I think if you liked the ideas behind the original Pokemon snap, you will be extremely happy with this. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I, I had a lot of fun. It took me it took me about 12 hours to beat. Um, and that was doing it as fast as possible. I was just trying to unlock everything as fast as possible. And that includes like the extra, I don't know, two hours I spent just doing random stuff, trying to figure out what I needed to do to move on. <laughs> that wasn't what I was supposed to do. And the the professor does give you some hints about like what you need to do occasionally, but they're super vague. It's like. You, I'm sure there's more to do in this island, but there are multiple courses on each island. So it's like, OK, but which one, though? <laughs> so it's like that kind of thing. But so yeah. it it took me about 15. Yeah. So if I was playing it normally and not trying to beat it as fast as possible, it probably would have taken me more like 15 or 20. But then there's still so much more to go back and do more because each course has these things has research levels. And as you increase the research levels, you will unlock more Pokemon that appear and more interactions. And there's always something new every time you go back and replay the courses. It's not like the original Pokemon Snap where everything happens exactly at the same time, all the time with the same Pokemon. It's always a little bit different, which yeah. adds a lot to the replayability and keeping things interesting. Yeah, There's also content after the credits roll, too. Yes. Yes, there so is. There's, there's new stuff after the credits. Um, Miranda and Tom, I, Miranda, I know you were excited for this game. Tom, are you excited for this game? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I definitely am. It seems like the type of sort of just relaxed, chill, look at cute Pokemon sort of game that I I'm into at this very moment. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not jumping out the door to a midnight line to play it, but I'm definitely I love the first one and I'm really excited. And it's really nice to hear that this is probably addressing a lot of the concerns that people had with a potential Pokemon Snap sequel in terms of variety and length and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, it's it's it sounds like exactly what I was hoping for from this, basically, and I'm excited to try it. Well, sorry, sorry I'm sneezing. No worries. <laughs> did we answer all of your questions during that discussion or do you have any more? Yes, honestly, um, even reading Rob's review, I was a little disappointed to hear that progression's a little basic like it's just like yeah. oh you just do these very simple things and move forward i i did like the spectacle of the original that you had to do something cool to move on to like discover something because it did feel like a yeah. discovery but i guess the idea here too is that you're working on an island that's already established by a professor who's been like kind of setting up these courses and knows where to research um i mean obviously i don't know the whole details of it but um yeah i, I that makes sense to me as to why you wouldn't have to like discover something new for him in that same way um i'm so excited i have my switch ready to go i want to play i have a small a small secret for all of you okay but 
a lot of times I'm more excited to play the spinoff games than I am the mainline games. Not that I (laughs) don't love the mainline games. I love the mainline games. It's just that I love getting the chance to see Pokemon like this in such a different way. Like how often do you just get to see them chilling in the wild, living their lives, having a good day, hopefully, and not getting eaten by another Pokemon? <laughs> Who can say? I'm scared for that Wurmple you were describing, Reb. But <laughs> oh, he's fine. He's fine. Okay, good. He's, he's hanging out on a tree. He's fine. Okay. Can we say the same thing for for a Whooper in the next level, though? Who knows? Oh no. no! <laughs> so Whooper's fine. Okay. Whooper's fine. I. I, okay, I want to say two things about this really quick. Uh, one is that there are so many... The, the treat for me is there are so... I'm, I'm watching this clip right now as we play it, and there are so many moments that even now watching it, but especially when I first encountered them, I was holding the controller, but I would just like sit back and go, ah, look at that, look at that. Like my, Just making an absolute fool out of myself. My neighbors probably thinking I was losing my mind. Uh, but just like being, seeing something and having just this <gasps> moment because it was so cute or good or exciting. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest treats of this game. Uh, the other thing that I sort of wanted to say, and this is, I guess, kind of in response to like comments that I saw around the reviews coming out yesterday. And I say this one, not at all having unlocked every interaction and two, not able to talk about some later levels, but just mm-hmm. very broadly, I think it is a good thing that Bandai Namco did not lean too heavily on trying to replicate certain kinds of interactions that were in the first game. Uh, One of the things that I see a lot of people saying is, oh, well, you know, why can't we get Pikachu to ride a surfboard? Or why can't we evolve this Pokemon in this very specific way? And I'm I'm not sitting here like confirming or denying that we can or can't do those things. One, because I don't fully know. And two, because even if I did, I wouldn't be able to talk about it. But just generally, I think them not just trying to make the exact same moments happen again and make them very, very obvious uh, was a good thing. They tried to do their own thing and they made their own moments. And I think that ultimately makes the game a lot stronger than if they had just gone, oh yeah, well we can just make the Pokemon do the thing that everyone expects it to do. And yeah, I, oh, yes, Miranda. I was just say I agree with that. I, I do want to see different things. Like we know what Pikachu looks like riding on a surfboard. We know what Pikachu looks like when it has balloons strapped to its back. Like, that, those are great. I love those moments. But there's plenty of other Pokemon to showcase and let them shine in different ways. And I think that's really important to have in a game like this. I, I do want to let you know, Miranda, though, uh, Pikachu has some of the the most vast number of different things that it can do in this yes. game. It can Yay! do so many different things. And it's all very cute and very cool. Of course <laughs> it does. Yeah, of Perfect. course it does. Perfect but Pikachu. I, I also just want to... <laughs> A lot of obscure Pokemon getting the spot yes. too, which is really nice. I also um, wanted to mention that there are a lot of interactions between Pokemon that are callbacks to like things like Pokedex entries and just general Pokemon lore that are still really fun to watch, even if you didn't know about it previously. But as a fan, I feel especially rewarded seeing those things happen, like play out on screen for me. I'm just like, oh, that's that thing that I heard about that one time in the Pokedex, and now it's doing it. That's so cool. Oh, so. That's so exciting. I don't, like mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was saying about these spinoff games. Like, you get to see the world of Pokemon come to life in a way that you wouldn't get to otherwise. Like, there's just not as much as we want to see. And I think we will see the mainline Pokemon games grow to include hopefully more inter- interactions as we have these wild areas. Hopefully those keep continuing to grow. Um, 
this is the place for all of those actions to shine. So like, it's like that and like Detective Pikachu, those are the games where I'm like, oh, but what are you gonna show me about the world Pokemon I didn't already know? And I'm really excited to have that experience. And before we move on, so I, we have some questionable questions from uh, you guys, the listeners. Um, but before that, I did want to bring up. So last week, I got very excited about the printer with the Switch app because I didn't think there was a way to print your photos off the Switch before that oh. in an easy way. But there was. You can do it exactly the same way that this new thing is advertising. You can get literally any any like photo printer or um or photo developer that links to your smartphone and send any screenshot to your smartphone using the QR system built into the switch already. And just, it, it just treats it like a regular photo. You don't need this special Instax mini link that has also been out for a year and you don't need the special switch app, but the special switch app that only works with the Instax mini link will let you add like Nintendo stickers. So yes, <laughs> I was super wrong. I shouldn't have been as excited. You can already do this. <sighs> <laughs> yeah it's okay you learn something every day um i'm actually very into the mini printer game which is weird to say but um i'm really big into journaling and also in the journaling community we're like hey how do we print our animal crossing screenshots that we had from this meetup we had under the cherry blossoms so that's a big thing with us is like how can you most effectively do this and most cost effectively and what do you want if you're like say on the go and i think if you are on the go, having like an Instax mini link is really nice, but there are definitely different options for that. And I would encourage people to look at it because with the Instax, you do have like that big border and some people don't want that big border and there are different photo options out there. And I will say with the Instax photos, they are a bit thicker. So they're not just like a flat photo that's like just printed because they are um, special film. So if you want that cool, like Polaroid feel to it, here you go, kind of. Because I think this is also a little bit different in how it prints than, like, say, like the actual Instax cameras. Yeah, but I think I think these actually they do actually develop. Uh, so it's not just a straight printer. You have to wait for the photo to to develop. So yeah. Um, but they're... I'm just gonna throw out there. I uh, downloaded I, I downloaded screenshots to my Google Photos and then sent them to my local Walgreens and printed off an Animal Crossing screenshot for a whopping 35 cents. So you <laughs> nice. can do that. Also, I apologize if I'm adding to the ambient noise that uh, Miranda has now. Somebody appears to be sawing directly above my head. Woo! So cool. Construction day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, my, I actually don't know if you can hear this, but I have a window AC unit that's been actually like really loud <laughs> behind me. So I don't know if you guys can hear that either. So, Tom? Tom, <laughs> Tom do you have any noise you want to report? No, my house is pretty quiet. <laughs> I will say also, if you have just a printer, you know, you can just use your basic printer to print any screenshots. But is that photo quality, though? You can. I guess if you have a photo quality printer with photo quality paper, then yes. (laughs) Yeah, I have like a cheap one. By cheap one, I mean it's still expensive at like $80, whatever the printer was. But um, I I think decent color printers are still (laughs) rather expensive. Yeah. Again, yeah. 35 cents at Walgreens. What are you all doing? I have to print documents <laughs> but then, sometimes. And but a lot then of photos are link. And then you have to go to Walgreens. Then you have to go to the Walgreens. I don't I don't want to do oh. that. That's the hard part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm many fine. alternatives for printing your screenshots. 
So there, there's our reporting on how to get your, your Pokemon Snap screenshots. Um, thank you for all of the wonderful knowledge, Reb and Miranda, <laughs> that I did not have before. And now I did want to answer some of your questions about Pokemon Snap. So this one is from Nick Zabrowski, and they ask, I have pretty much no interest in Pokemon, but going on a chill safari with cool looking creatures is up my alley. Would I enjoy Pokemon Snap? I think probably. I think it depends on why you're not interested in Pokemon. If you're not interested in it because you don't, you're not into like the RPGs or the story or just the vi- like the, the the gameplay of it, then yeah, I think you probably would enjoy that. Uh, if if you're not interested in it because you're not quite into the vibe of Pokemon, then maybe not. Or if you look at Pokemon designs and say, "Wow, that's really freaking dumb," like you're still gonna think that designs are dumb in Pokemon Snap. Look, Miranda just got so sad. But I'm sure you wouldn't be ans- asking this question if you just had that overall opinion. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's it's really. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, he's sad. That's how I feel about that criticism. Maybe he'll focus. Maybe the pixels. No, I think the pixels just add something to it. (laughs) Very sad Detective Pikachu. Uh, Yeah, yeah, this is a response to if you think Pokemon are dumb, look at this very weird (laughs) Detective Pikachu blush. Anyway, continue, please. Uh, you know, you know what you can do. You can, if you, I would just watch a couple trailers or watch. You know what you can also watch uh, any of the. Oh my gosh, you can watch any of the trailers for Pokemon Go as well, um, where they have like the Pokemon running around in real life. If you look at those and go, that's really cool. You'll probably like the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can definitely agree with that. I think I don't think you really need to know much about Pokemon. You just have to like. Those are kind of cool looking creatures. And if you have that base opinion about Pokemon, I think you would enjoy this game. And then if you like those creatures and would like to see them fight in Bloodsport, you can then get into the RPGs after that. Wow. There we go. <laughs> wow. They just Perfect. fake Tom. I'm just, I'm just saying the truth, okay? Wow. <laughs> and I, did, I have Everyone's no comment. I, can't, I have no rebuttal. I have no rebuttal to that. It's not but, Bloodsport. No. It's no blood. Or you could, well, if you want more violence, even, you could enjoy Bandai Namco's other Pokemon game, Pokemon Tournament. Yes. Okay, that, one, yeah. that one's way more violent, I would say. Yeah, because you actually see them punching and stuff, but still no blood. But you can imagine there is, and then it would be a blood sport. But anyway, oh, no. uh, <laughs> um, this question, this next question is from uh, Harry Lozides, and they ask, how is the variety of Pokemon? Does it skew toward one gen or have a nice bunch? I think it's uh it's pretty well distributed. I didn't notice like one gen more so than the others, but I also did not actually like categorize. Mm. I did not actually count like how many of each gen. I just didn't notice it skewing one way or the other. I have I think you are mostly correct. I have one theory, mm-hmm. and this is theory, theory. There are not a lot of sword and shield Pokémon in here. And yeah. Except the ones for the... that are are the three starters. Mm. Yeah, and there might be more. I I don't have a good instant mental grasp on that Pokemon yeah. is from Gen Six. I'm yeah. not amazing at that, but I did not see a lot of Sword and Shield Pokemon. And I my weird conspiracy theory is I mean we know this game was originally intended to come out in 2020. I suspect it was intended to come out even earlier than that, mm. uh, and that may be why there are not a lot of Sword and Shield Pokemon inside. But yeah. that could be completely wrong. I don't know. Uh, but yes, there's a, there's a good variety of everything. I also think it might actually. I think there are quite a few Gen Two Pokemon that I noticed hmm. specifically that 
might yeah, be a little bit more prominent right, yeah. than other ones as well. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I, I think there's, there's, I mean, it, it's still mixed enough that I had to really think about it to come to even that really tiny conclusion. So, um, and then this next question is from Ivan Lisanak and they ask, is this a game you can see coming back to a year from now or when you are done, are you really done? I think it's a game that you you do finish at some point. Uh, I do think it, that's not when the credits roll. I think there's, I, I see myself ha having, fi having rolled credits after about 15 hours, I've played a couple more hours trying to get, you know, screenshots and stuff for, you know, stuff that I'm going to write for IGN. But also I think once I'm done actually, you know, doing my job and writing content, I'm going to sit down and try, I'll probably try to finish the photo decks. And so I anticipate getting a solid 20, maybe more hours out of it. Mm -hmm. I hope they put DLC in it. I think this game is ripe for DLC. More courses, more Pokemon would make perfect sense for this. I did ask them about this in an interview and their their very PR response was, we have nothing to announce at this time. But I there's a part of me that wonders if they really weren't going to do it, would they have just said we have no plans or something like that? So I I know that's that's big nintendo hopeful energy and we never really know well i guess it's not i mean it's pokemon company and bandai namco really but I, I know that that's big that's big hopeful energy for a pokemon company to do something that i want them to do and sometimes that doesn't pay off but i i want there to be dlc and if that was the case i would absolutely come back and play mm -hmm. it well apparently yeah. all we do have to do to get an update for this game is wait two and a half years yeah, that is actually a perfect segue uh, into oof. our next topic. But I did want to add real quick um, to Reb's comment about um, replayability. I'm kind of I don't think I would I would not try to fill out all of my photo decks. However, I would try to get all of the levels to research level three and beyond so that I could see all of the different Pokemon interactions. I would at least want to like fill out my photo decks for each Pokemon, but maybe yes. not every single behavior that you can get them to do which would still add like many hours of <laughs> of gameplay to just just the credits um but yeah that perfect segue that i have now just ruined um this year i decided i actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals so i subscribed to a service that streams all of the nhl to your television uh the boston bruins home opener i went to watch it and boom Blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. 
NordVPN is going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, it's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, um, unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Nintendo VC. That's nordvpn.com slash Nintendo VC. Victor Charlie. Uh, that link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You know what just got update two and a half years later for something we've all been complaining about for many, many moons? Uh, Super Mario Party has finally been updated with online play. Two and a half years later, it is a free update. It is available now. And before, and I know you've heard me complain about this many times, you could not actually play a Mario Party board game online. And you were limited to only playing, I think, like eight mini games total in one mode online. And that was it. But now you can now you, there are more than 70. So there's 70 out of the 80 mini games available online. You can play um with friends or with random people. And this is awesome. I actually did test this out yesterday and uh, I have thoughts. Uh, oh no. They're not. <laughs> oh no. Why does Nintendo not like online games? <laughs> I don't. So, okay. Look, I, I don't even know this where to start. start. This is a really good start to this. What? Oh, no, okay, okay, okay. I, what are your thoughts? I want to know what your thoughts are. Okay, Please. so here's the thing. I, I'm thinking like Super Mario Party getting online play would encourage a bunch of people who have not purchased this game before to get it now because now they can play Super Mario Party online with their friends. However, when you play... So generally when you're playing Super Mario Party and you you do a board you unlock more things for playing the game, whether that's a new board or more mini games or like other things around Super Mario Party, you will unlock more things as you play. When you play a board game online, you get none of that progress. You get no progress for playing online at all. So if you get this game to play online and only play online, it will be you will not unlock anything new by doing so. So. hmm. But I thought that the other part of it was that 
everything is unlocked when you're playing online. Is it? That's what I thought. Yeah, when playing over the internet, all 20 characters and all maps are available regardless of your current in-game progression and 70 of the 80 minigames are available. Okay. Yeah, so it's good. So you don't you don't make any progress, but also you don't technically need to make any progress. If you only play online. If you're only playing online, yes. Okay. It is still annoying if you're doing a mix of it, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you for correcting me. That's good to know. And the other thing is that so yes you can now play uh, mario party partner party and free play um but the mario thon the previous online mode was not updated so if you want to just do like a mini game championship where you just play a bunch of mini games and the game like gives you a champion based on who did the best in the mini games you there's still only eight mini games they did not add any additional mini games to that particular mode but you can do free play mini games but that also does not keep track of your like so-called score so if you, you wanted to do just mini games you have to kind of keep track of your own stuff which i am bad at unless i'm Skip, writing literally a, everything down yeah pen and paper you're fine yeah, just yeah the, pen and the paper old school ways it's all good <laughs> it's really telling how long it took them to do this update because i'm watching this clip we're showing and it has several ign folks playing together in person yep <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at they they shared a link right to the when they made this announcement to the like full kind of patch notes ish sort of thing, Nintendo's version of patch notes. And it's the update history page for this game. And there's this long sort of post about the update that they just did, the 1.1.0 update that adds online. And then the only other update on the page is version 1.0.1, which was released in March 21st, 2019. And the only line item on that update in the history is made fixes to the data scheduled for an upcoming release. And that's uh, it. What? And so, like, th- like this this is literally the first, as far as I can remember, the first major update this game has gotten in two and a half years, right? And, like, that's, like, nuts to me. I think this yeah. is... Th- obviously, I don't want to... I don't want to rag on Nintendo for doing a thing that they no, should yeah. be doing, right? It's good. Right, this is yeah. great. This is... Massively <laughs> increases... Bless you. Massively you. increases the functionality of this game. That's awesome. Yes. But, like, at the same time... It's it's pretty wild it took this long like and it's pretty wild that it was missing at all. And I I don't know. It's just like it's 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 hard not to be pessimistic about this, but it is very nice that it has happened finally. So here's here's the only other thing. So like I said, I played an actual Mario Party game last night with people online and there definitely was lag, but Mm. Honestly, lag during the minigame just makes the tension run even higher. Who knows if you're going to catch that fruit when you're trying to time it correctly. And it just, you know, makes things... I, I don't know. That's a positive. Great. More you're tension. Not above. Yeah, no, you're not a bug. More tension. More tension. Yeah. tension. Yeah. I mean, I don't Worse know. Online. That's it's a good 2021, spin. and it's always just so disappointing to see how behind Nintendo is and a lot of these online functionality. Like, it's just, it always feels like an after, or not always, but many times especially in this case like this is the prime example of it right that it feels like an afterthought when it's such um a big thing so for instance like i like playing games with my family a lot but we all live actually across the united states like on each coast in the middle we're everywhere and so like the only way we can play games together really is if like it has online functionality so like things like mario party that we love playing together we just can so (laughs) now we can but hopefully 
we won't have lag. <laughs> I also yeah. I also have one more bummer oh, about no. online. Mm. So when I was playing online yesterday, there was a connection error and mm. it kicks everyone out of the game and you lose all of your progress and you cannot no. pick up the game again. Bad. Yeah. yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it's that's wild rough. because I was I was on NVC two two three weeks ago when you were all praising how well the online worked in Monster Hunter, yeah. and I know that game is developed by a different person, but come now, yeah, <laughs> some people can do it. Yeah, I think an online with Splatoon was usually really good. Yeah, it's I, I mean it's their console. It is. This this game to me was I I think one of the most it's Super Mario Party is honestly one of the biggest disappointments of of the entire switch life cycle. I think to me, not like, because it was, so, everyone recognized it was such a good base at the, be- when it came out. Right. Like that was kind of the general consensus was like, this is really fun, but it's a little thin right now. And I'm excited to see where it goes. And then they just never made DLC for it. They never gave it online until two and a half years later. Right. And like, so this feels like, like the fact that we finally got online, but it's so late and it like kind of has some issues and other games are meanwhile doing online on the switch better than it and doing, you know, updates to these ga- games like this better than it. It's just like sort of an an unexpected miss from Nintendo in a way that I feel like we're not really used to seeing them miss this way very often, even in the context of the fact that they don't that they have a history of issues with online. And I felt less. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I I did have especially high hopes for the online for this because they just replaced Nintendo just replaced their online server that they've been using for 18 years with a new one (laughs) that they rolled out. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, the Monster Hunter Rise demo was the first game that actually utilized this. So I was hoping like, oh, like maybe they waited for this, for that so that they could roll it out and use this new service. But it, it. I don't even know if they actually are using that for this game. I don't there's not really a way for me to tell. The only reason we know that is because some people figured it out. It was not announced or anything. Yeah. So um, and it it could be like this is the thing is game development is incredibly hard and Mm -hmm. online game development is double that. Right. Like so. So the fact that this game, maybe there was some fundamental thing like it's a, it's a complex game. There's a lot of things going on. Like, I, I I don't expect it's an easy problem to fix. And maybe they were waiting for whatever this new server stuff is. And now they were like, listen, even with this, it's still not going to work very well. But we wanted to give them anything. Right. We mm-hmm. wanted to make it function at all. And like now we can. And maybe that is the case. And at which point, again, I'm not going to like complain about this free yeah. update. It's just yeah. like it, it's just like hard to be over the moon about it i guess is and, and i think that's that's fair too right like right. you can still be a little disappointed that it took so long for something that was sort of expected to happen and i think especially for the switch right like you see this um great mobile console that they have and like we love taking it to places we love taking it. i take it to parties uh, so <laughs> this is like the perfect thing that you want to go and show your friends and for them to not support say a party game for a system that you can take to parties and other events um, it's, it's a little disappointing and like you want to see something like Super Mario Party that I think we generally have like historically really enjoyed or at least I have um, mm-hmm. and you want to see it get that support so I, I do hope that they maybe reevaluate what they do with this and, and it is a shame that we are getting it's not weird it's weird to say at the end of the pandemic because it's not really the end like I think a lot of us right. still need to stay home stay safe all that good stuff um, so 
I, I just wish I also had this like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah same I think thing. it would have felt less ridiculous if they had, even if they had had to sit on this online update for another, however many months, um, if they had come out with it alongside sort of more of an update than this, yeah. right? Like yeah. here's, here's a, here's more mini games. Here's another course. Here's another character. Like, like a 1.5 kind of thing or like, like animal crossings, welcome amiibo update or right from, from new leaf. Sorry, not a, uh, not new horizons, but y- you know, sort of a, Hey, remember this game that you may have liked and probably don't play anymore. Well, here's, here's a big reason to come back, not just online, but here's a bunch of new content you haven't experienced yet. Uh, we're going to sort of re-promote it in our stores or something like that. You know, it, try to treat it like it's it's a big, exciting thing. And I know everyone probably would have dunked on it then and be, been like, oh, they're just trying to pad out releases because they don't have anything to launch this year, which I don't think is true. But still, still, I I would have liked to see that instead of just, well, here you go, online. And I, I do want to say, even with all of these problems that we that we talked about, I want to emphasize that I still had so much fun playing this last night. Even oh, good with the problems it it was still a blast it was still mario party and i also recognize the difficulties in making this work compared to something like monster hunter because the timing for everyone does have to kind of be exact for a lot of mario party minigames whereas for monster hunter as long as what i'm seeing is what i'm actually reacting to that's fine like someone else in monster hunter like all the small monsters i don't know if they do this in rise but i know in like world and other previous games like the small monsters weren't in the same place for everyone when you're playing co-op they just create different instances for you so you could be on one side of the course and like at a monster like that it looks like no one is that's no one is near will just like die but actually someone else has just killed it so like but anyway that that's the way that they fix that but you can't do that with something like mario party because like Everything needs to be reacting at the same time for everyone or else it will not work because timing is so important. But then you look at, I don't know, like Fall Guys and stuff like that does that. But that's not Nintendo. So, yeah, but so there's plenty of online games that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> parody. But yeah. I just wanted to recognize it is it is more difficult. I'm assuming more difficult than something like Monster Hunter because for Definitely. that reason. And right. I still had a, a lot of fun doing it. I just wish that there's a way to like, I wish it would like save your game state so that you could just go back in it. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it, it, it's something that, I mean, the, the thing we keep kind of talking about, but yes, it is something that should have been there from the, the start. It's disappointing that it maybe has a little bit of issues and it took this long to get in there, but it's still very, very exciting and very, very great that Mario Party now has online play like this is is very good. It's very good. And I'm I'm excited to try it again. Right. With my brother who lives out of country or something like that, like that. That's something I didn't think I was ever going to really go back to right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's if you already have it, I think it's definitely worth giving it a shot. Like I said, it was still very fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, we were just talking about how Super Mario Party has now gotten online play and how exactly that works and how well it works. But in more news, we got another update this week that we were anticipating, and that is for Monster Hunter Rise. It finally got the 2.0 update, which included it, so much stuff and so many things that people wanted. Like you have layered armor, your hunter rank will be unlocked. There's now elder dragons, there's new apex monsters. One of the things people complained about or like wanted was being able to fight those apex monsters, which were locked behind specific rampage quests in regular hunts. So now you can just go and fight that one thing and it gives you additional rewards that actually 
makes it kind of worthwhile as well. I have not actually completed all of this content yet, but Tom has. Uh, so, most of it. Yeah. Yeah. OK. I think I the only thing I haven't done yet is fought Apex Mizu and Apex Rathian outside like in in normal hunts yet. Mm -hmm. um, cool. But yeah, I think I've done everything else. How how long did it take you to to do all the other other stuff? Um, probably total getting to the end of all of it. It took me maybe like. It's hard to estimate, maybe like four to eight hours total. Probably okay, a little cool. probably a little less than that, like less than the higher end of that. But like, yeah, it was it was it's sizable, right? Like for a free update, they added, a you know, a half dozen or whatever monsters roughly. And like, it's like a it's a good amount of stuff. It's not a, like a ton of new missions, but the amount of content that's in there is impressive for a free update a month out. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I do want to mention so that four to eight hours does not include actually like creating all of the new weapons and armor you can from all of the new. <gasps> no, monsters. no, no, no. That's yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just fighting all the new monsters once. At right. Least once. Or, once yeah. or twice. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it, it was. And I, I did some other things here and there. But like uh, I, I yeah, it's not. I didn't like max out all the sets or anything. There's still tons more to do. I'm not saying it's short by any means. Mm -hmm. uh, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go for it, Miranda. Oh, yeah. As I say, so I'm not really a Monster Hunter person as much. Like I dabbled in worlds and I really enjoyed what I played of it. And I haven't picked up Rise yet. But I, I have to say it's like really admirable that they have an update, like a sizable, cool expansion a month out like and it's free like that's just that's awesome that's an awesome way to keep people in and I, I know how much you talk about it Casey and just like I love hearing you talk about Monster Hunter and I think a lot of other people do too because obviously you just really love it and really know it and it's also awesome to have Tom on on the train as well um yeah. because I think the way you talk about the depth of it is really exciting and honestly whenever you're just saying you can layer armor I was like wow <laughs> this is cool um and I don't know hearing about it makes me excited to eventually get into it again and if, if anything, again, I just wanted to say how awesome it is to have yeah. such an awesome update a month out. Just yeah. more stuff to do. And like you and like I kept kind of going back to like how much you talk about it, because like there's so much in the base game. Like, mm -hmm. geez. And then like, oh, here's some more stuff for you for free. Just, you know, here you go. Keep have going. Fun. Have fun. Yeah. It's <laughs> I, like, dang. That's I, awesome. I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I, this is not a game for me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I have tried demos before of various Monster Hunter games. I can't get into it. But hearing hearing you and everyone else uh, playing it at IGN right now talking about how much they love it and how exciting it is and all these little details, um, I just look at it and I go, wow, I wish I was into this because this looks like a really good game. And I, I love how with just about every update, it seems that Capcom is addressing feedback from the fans. Like, yeah. And I don't know if they were anticipating they anticipate this feedback. I know they don't every single time, but like a lot of the feedback from when the game first came out was addressed with this update. And also to clarify, layered armor is just something. So you can now make armor with these things called outfit vouchers. Yeah. So you earn outfit vouchers by doing quests now and you can turn them in to make pieces of armor that you just put over your regular armor so they don't affect your stats or anything but you can look as cool as you want without worrying about your stats now you see this is exactly <laughs> what i was hoping for it's like give mm -hmm. me the fashion because that was my favorite well, yep. one of my favorite parts of world was like the range of like things you could combine and how you could look and it's just fantastic and the design's and, great every and time also and have outfit did... vouchers for your buddies yeah <gasps> yay That's and they the did layered part. armor they did layered armor well here too because like one of the things about world was that uh 
they they rolled out layered armor kind of like over time right and so they didn't and whereas this is just like oh yeah if you have access to the armor set you can you can you make spend the materials to make the layered armor version of that right away for basically everything which is like it's just very very good right it's very flexible and it's not like it's not sort of like doling it out slowly like they did in world and iceborne which i appreciate a lot yeah i will say too that makes me feel as a player very seen because i will (laughs) suffer with worse armor if i have to like i will figure out a way to to make it work because i don't want to look I don't, I don't want to wear a certain thing. I am that kind of player. So. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people out there that do exactly the same thing. <laughs> and I also wanted to mention, I was so afraid about having a huge grind to increase my hunter rank to access the new content because none of... So the way hunter rank works, like once you beat the game, basically, essentially, like once you beat like the last boss in the, in the core game... Uh, you will unlock your hunter rank, which means like all of the points that you got from doing excess quests will then like automatically be like slapped on and then you you will like increase in rank. Um, In Rise, that wasn't the case. So all of the extra stuff that we did before this update came out was not applied to our hunter rank. So I was like, man, am I going to have to play like hours and hours to get my hunter rank up when it should have already been that high already? And that's not the case. It's actually quite easy to get your hunter rank up and i i was almost at i will be at hr 20 which you know getting you need to get from like hr 8 to 20 to unlock the uh, uh camellios and by the time i was done doing just a handful of the new quests that you unlock i was basically already at hr 20 so yeah it seems like a really natural progression rather than like having to grind specifically for hr points yeah, I don't know if they're going to make the higher hunter ranks uh, more difficult, m- more difficult. But the like the gates, because there's a few gates for these like fighting these <laughs> new elder dragons that they added where they cap your hunter rank again, like you were saying. And yeah, I, I had the exact same thing where it was like I was hunter rank 32 um, and I did a single seven star rampage against an apex Raphalos and I was then hunter rank 38. Right. Like like you you get that. They I think they really want you to just like unlock that content quick with those mm-hmm. higher rank hunts. So it, it, and it seems like that's what they added. They added these like it's Master Isuchi's challenges that are just like hunts that just seem to get you a bunch of hunter rank. And that's basically it. So they, they don't want that to be um, a grind at the at least in this early part of mm-hmm. this update. Yeah, and I think that was smart just because, like, like I said, you didn't get all this those points from whatever you did before this update came out. Cause I, I'm sure like so many people have hundreds of hours in this game already. And I'm sure they would have been very salty if they had to put in another 50 to get their hunter rank to unlock this new content. Um, So yeah, I'm incredibly happy with this new update and they've already revealed we're getting 3.0 at the end of May. So in one more month, we're getting even more, including an extension yeah right including an extension to the story so we're gonna have a continuation of the story that ended off um at the end of the base game yeah though i will say i will Mm -hmm. say and i i understand that game development takes time right and this part of this part of why they're doing the updates this way is to keep people playing over a long period of time right to keep people interested which is it's great it makes it fresh and fun like each month we get an update initially that's awesome um and part of the reason they're doing these updates is because, you know, then they can focus on finishing the base game and then they can work on these up these like last little extra things in the month leading up to its release. 
But at the same time, the things that they're adding in these first two major updates do just feel like they should have been in the base game also. Like, that was one of the criticisms that I had in my review was that there were no Elder Dragons to fight at the end mm. of the story. And like, now we have Elder Dragons to fight. And another one of the criticisms was that the story ends in a total cliffhanger that feels completely unfinished. And then next month we're getting a new story ending. Right. So like, yeah. Like, I, I'm i not, I'm again, not looking gift horse in the mouth here. Really glad about these updates. I think this update is really fun and really brings a lot of good stuff. But it does feel a little bit like Rise is like actually being finished now. You mm-hmm. know, like it feels like this is stuff that was sort of missing. And I'm glad it's here and I'm glad they're listening to fans and I'm glad it's as good as I hoped it would be. That gives me a lot of faith for the future of this game as I and I already had a lot. Um, but it is stuff that it needed, I think. And I'm just glad to see that it's it's coming. And it sounds like they also are at least adding things that fans wanted or needed as far as like like quality of life improvements do, though. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like, I, I don't know if the plan was always to let you fight apex monsters outside of rampages, but that is like a really, really nice thing, because I think that yeah. rampages are after after playing, you know, another 70 hours after my review i think i can basically call rampages a fun but failed experiment right they are like amusing but absolutely not how i want to be spending my time in that game and so being able to fight apexes outside of them is something that fans really wanted and like the fact that they did that whether it was planned or not is like really really great and is at least heads up of what the community does want yes yeah like i i don't I don't mind doing the rampage quests for story progression. I thought those were fun and interesting, but I don't want to have to grind the same rampage quest over and over again. Yeah, they're just identical like, materials. Like that's yeah. the problem with them is that they're really easy to to get S rank on and strategically they're identical no matter what monster you're fighting. So once you've done and, you know, I'll, I'll grind the same monster over and over again, but like yeah. the monster fighting the monsters is more fun than sitting at a turret and holding the right trigger. Right. Like it's just a different Thing that doesn't really change much so when i see apex rathalos which i've already fought in a rampage that fight is so cool and all i could think of during it was like oh i want to do this in the lava caverns like i just don't i don't want to do this again through a rampage you know <laughs> so it's nice that they're doing that eventually mm-hmm. i believe apex rathalos and diabolos are not going to be available in missions until a future update but that's right now right but right now it's it's it I, i'm just very yeah like you said, Miranda, they, I think they, they do know what's up and they do care. Which is really nice. But so thank you, Tom, for talking with me about the Monster Hunter Rise update, which is out now for free for anyone with Monster Hunter Rise. By the way, you have to have compl- you have to have defeated the final boss in the base game to access this new stuff. So just keep that in mind. You got to beat the game first and then you can access all the new, new things. Um, but also, uh, there's a Metopia demo out now on the Nintendo Switch, and there's save data transfer over. This is a... I, 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 what, Reb, what are you making faces for? What is, what are you? This game isn't good. What? What's wrong with you all? This game's not good. So, Metopia's not good. So Metopia is a, originally a 3DS game. I actually played it to talk about my impressions on NBC a couple of years ago, and you know what? Uh, all of that information has completely evacuated my brain. I do not remember basically anything except, like, it's an RPG where you have a me that looks yourself and you can make your party look like your friends and make them do weird stuff in a house together. Uh, that's that's <laughs> all I remember about it. That is exactly my complete recollection. Reb, you reviewed it 
for a different outlet back then. So yeah, you probably have in 2017. Oh my goodness. So uh, tell us about tell us about Metopia. Why is it so bad? Yeah. So the, the, these are also based on fuzzy recollections. Uh, so it is a game pretending to be an RPG uh, where <laughs> you. You you play you play as a me uh you, you're me presumably and you you have this party of friends who joins you on this quest to beat a bad guy I, I, it is very fuzzy for me in my brain too because it was back in 2017 uh, but it's it's a very like typical RPG quest uh and you take on different party roles there's a, there's a mage a warrior a thief things like that uh and and you go through this RPG quest together uh it, it's it's very weird your your companions are other me's and I. Again, my recollection is very fuzzy. I can't remember if you... I think you can pick certain me's for certain roles. So when yeah. I was playing it on the 3DS, um, you know, because we had Street Pass and you had, you know, these friend systems and so everybody had a me. And so you could assign people who were on your friends list to play other characters in your party and you assembled this party of people who you knew very well. And you could also assign them to other roles too, like critical NPC roles, villains, various other characters. And then other characters in the game would be borrowed from just this sort of large pool of me's that other people had created. So I, I'm scrolling through my old review right now. I, I ended up with like King Zoidberg being guarded by Dr. Mario, Princess Birdo being madly in love with Nigel Thornberry, while Prince <laughs> no. Magikarp looks on in jealousy. <laughs> oh, no. um, like, I, like I didn't have any control of that. That was just other people's me's that ended up in my game. Um, anyway, it, the premise is really funny and for about the first two to three hours when I originally played this game, I really liked it. And I think that's why a lot of people are liking the demo right now. It sounds like the, the me creation features are really popular with people because they are now much more robust than before. And so people are having fun making goofy me's again, which is great because me's were one of the really fun, silly features that I kind of enjoyed about the Wii and DS era that I, I wish had a more prominent role on the Switch. Uh, but look, y'all, you're going to buy this game and it's going to be really funny for about two or three hours. And then it's going to get super repetitive. Uh, you, it basically, it's, it's an RPG, but you only control yourself. You don't control your party members and they just kind of do random things, uh, that are sometimes very frustrating and you don't have control over and eventually make it very hard to beat bosses. And like th there were points where you you want to buy equipment that is an upgrade for you so that you can keep moving on, but you have to like give the gold to the other members of your party to buy it for themselves, and sometimes they just might not do it, uh, for an, or, the, or the equipment might not be there, they might not buy it. Uh, they they have all these cute little interactions with one another, but sometimes they will get mad at each other and deliberately trip each other in battle for no reason. Oh, uh, no. that sounds just great. <laughs> no, it's so funny. It, it is funny. It is funny. It is funny for two to three hours. And then it immediately becomes really frustrating. It's also, you can basically just hold down B and go through all the fights. There is like no actual gameplay after a certain point. But HP bananas. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's stopping fun. Also, the conversations get really repetitive. They're really, they're really funny at the beginning. And it's like, oh, look at all these goofy jokes. Haha, -ha, look at my friends being silly. But eventually you just start seeing the same conversations over and over again. So I don't know. Have fun with the demo, everyone. I would not recommend picking this up beyond the demo. Uh, but you do you, I guess. I also maybe. Sorry. Maybe it's better now. I don't know. I also see this working so much better on the 3DS because you had access to all of those me's that you had with your friends. But the Switch, there is no me sharing on the Switch. Like I started the demo and I could only choose me's that were created 
on the Switch, I couldn't choose my friends' Mies. So people on my friends oh, list, I, you no. can't pick them. You have to oh, make... Oh, wait, this isn't going to be fun at all, then. You can you can download their codes, I thought it was. Okay. Is oh, it's so much work. an option, but it's, it's not... That's like going to Walgreens to print off a photo. Exactly. Like, you can just have a <laughs> printer at home, and, and then it's fine, and you can have as many but prints as you horse. want. But horse! Um, wait, yeah, sorry, if you guys are listening, a horse appeared on the screen, and it's... We're all very excited about the horse. There's a, <laughs> there's a new? new horse. That is new. Yeah, okay, there were no horses before. It breathes fire. You can customize its mane. Um, I don't know if that's going to fix the game. <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea that like we're all down on this game and then a horse appears on screen and Casey and Miranda are like, never mind, I'm getting it. <laughs> I, well, I definitely want to play the demo at least. I just love silly I games also, like this. You guys, I miss Street Pass so much. I yeah. love Street Pass. Yeah, Honestly, Street Pass was great. Street Pass was good. Um, I kind of want to like take a step back on my like you can't use your friends maze. I actually am not 100% sure. I just know in your character creation you can't pick anything unless it was made on your Switch. You can't choose your own me. So that's why I'm like assuming you can't choose anyone else's me in the future. But like I said, I, I could be totally wrong about that. So just keep that in mind. I, yeah, I'm I'm curious now, and I haven't played the demo because I didn't like the first game. Uh, <laughs> but I'm very I'm very curious now as to how this will end up actually working because I do remember that was such that was why I enjoyed the the minimal amount of the game that I did enjoy back on the 3ds is because for the first like like even three three four five hours you're you're sitting there and it's just moment after moment of a new character appearing and it either assigning some assigning it to Nigel Thornberry for no reason or you having to pick one of your friends either either someone on your switch with you or someone who is a one of your or not switch your your DS someone who is a friend of yours to fill in that role and I remember how how much fun that part was so and then it was no longer fun okay so I, I'm I'm reading this now so yes you can make up to 100 me characters on your switch and then your friends can also make me characters and send them to you. However, these are not automatically attached to your, your profile me's. Like they have to actually like make another one on their Switch and send it for you to get it. So it's not as simple as it was on their 3DS, which is just like people make it's it's just not it's just not as simple because yeah. people you would automatically get me's into your 3DS just by like street pass and passing people, and that's not the case with the Switch. So uh Anyway, Metopia. The demo is out now. It's free. Like, why not check it out? <laughs> I think it's worth the demo, Reb. Okay, stop making the face. It's worth the demo. It's worth the demo. It's goofy for a while. Take some screenshots. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see if there is suddenly an appreciation for this because I I was not alone in thinking this game was bad back when it first came out. I don't know. Hi. Okay. Kitty. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know that it can be saved by horses alone. So thank you everyone for talking about the Metopia demo and also Monster Hunter Rise update. Now I want to move on to what we're playing. I know Reb and I already talked about new Pokemon Snap. We also already talked about Monster Hunter and we also already talked about Mario Party. But is there anything else anyone is playing on a Nintendo console right now? Yes, Miranda. Hello, I have... It's kind of maybe boring for everyone else, but an exciting project for me is I have been playing day by day Animal Crossing from fall 2020 because I missed all of the events because of work. So, 
so I, I've been replaying everything, and I've, it's been a slow progress because I've been trying to juggle it amongst other things, and I finally made it to 2021, and I'm really excited. Wait, I'm, so you like, you, like, play a bit of a day and then move your calendar forward a day on the Switch and then play that day? So you're playing multiple days per day to catch up? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And just doing, amazing yeah so i have an animal crossing <laughs> bullet journal and so i need to get photos of all the holidays from my journals and i also just want to experience them so um uh, because i wasn't able to i really don't like time traveling i don't ever time travel forward to get to things i only mm. just if i'm catching up like this is the only way i'm like oh, okay um and so this is just like a little project for me to try to get to experience all the stuff that i missed um and eventually catch up to what's happening now because it's very weird having snow still although i heard that there's still snow in colorado uh that's that's where my mom lives and i was like oh so there is this is somewhat true somewhere (laughs) snowed here last week well okay well the snow doesn't feel as bad even though it is warm in Francisco right now (laughs) so uh but that's been a fun thing that i've been doing and i kind of just do that in between other games so like once of course new pokemon snack comes out that's me my sole focus so um (laughs) Miranda, can you show us your bullet journal? I can go grab it, but what if I post photos later because my pixelated okay. screen probably oh, is yeah. going to make it really not gonna do it. Not, it's not going to do it justice. Yeah, it's it's still a little outdated, but I'm really proud of it so far. Like I have essentially, I made my own guide in my journal, yeah. and so I made my own Critterpedia, and I'm really proud of it. So I. I have seen pictures of this before and it's it's amazing. It's fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's there's there's nothing else Nintendo related that we are playing. But hey, totally unrelated Returnal is coming out this week and I just wanted to make one that's not Nintendo at all, but imagine Majora's Mask, the original Majora's Mask without the quick save owl statues. That's it. That's the comment. Now go read Mitchell's review for Returnal and think about that <laughs> while you read it. <laughs> Nintendo always seems to line up their like cutesy games to release on the same day as some like cosmic horror dark thing, don't they? <laughs> like Animal Crossing and Doom and now Returnal and Pokemon Snap. It's like, I don't know what it is. It's something something for, you know, both audiences there, I guess. That doesn't, not a ton of crossover. There's just balance in the gaming space. Just yeah. that day, it's a perfect balance. Yeah. And so now onto question block and that kind of like random comment that didn't really go into any section does kind of segue into question block where we read audience and listener questions. And this first one is from uh, Bryce. And they said, I used to dislike the idea of roguelike games until I gave Dead Cells a shot. Flash forward to the day and my most played game on the Switch is Slay the Spire with over 400 hours. 400. That's several. That's several hours. Okay, so also, I've also put about 60 hours into the Binding of Isaac and just bought Rogue Legacy and played all weekend. As the idea of procedurally generated levels and permadeath can be a turnoff to those who hear it, I wondered if you could give a roguelike genre a pitch to the audience by listing your favorite games in the genre and hopefully open the eyes to your listeners to what amazing experiences can await them if they give it a go. My short list is The Binding of Isaac, Dead Cells, Slay the Spire, and Into the Breach. Cheers, rice yeah it's a good list yeah it's a great Um, list i'd quickly add hades to that of course because Mm -hmm. hades is in 
an incredibly impressive addition to that list. Um, FTL, I think, is still one of my absolute favorite roguelikes ever. Uh, that one is you're on a little spaceship like top down and you make choices about which star system to jump to next as you run away from an army of spaceships that's chasing you. And then you occasionally have to jump into like top down ship battle where you're commanding your troop like you're you're it's like Star Trek almost where you're like telling someone to go man the shields while someone else goes and mans the lasers. It's like very cute. That game, I think it, it, that same developer is Into the Breach and I, I actually like it more than Into the Breach and man, does it still hold up? I, I love roguelikes. So this is that's a really good list. <laughs> I think a quick elevator pitch for roguelikes that. Hmm, man, what is my quick elevator pitch for roguelikes? Um <laughs> Every time you so quick <sighs> thoughts. OK, it, so roguelike is something that you have to you replay the the same sequence of events every time, but they change a little bit every time and you get a little bit better each time and start to grow your character. So it becomes a little bit easier. And some of those runs are just so satisfying to do. I feel like that's almost talking a different language. The, the the way I would describe it is a lot of people don't like the roguelike genre because they don't like the idea of starting over every time, right, of losing all your progress. And the way I would I guess I would pitch it is it's actually the opposite to me, because what it means is there's no consequences. If you die, you die. It's fine. Right. Because death is such an in, like an integral part of that. So losing is actually really consequence free to a certain extent because yeah you have to start over but like you're you don't like lose something you don't you haven't been set back in some way because you're always going to do another run and the thing you take from run to run is like a really like if it's a rogue light there are some permanent upgrades like rogue legacy but then also in rogue likes like pure rogue likes you're taking knowledge forward and you'll find yourself just getting better and better and better. And that's sat. It's so satisfying to know that you're improving, not because some statistical number is increasing necessarily, but because you understand the game better and you can tangibly see yourself improving by the farther you get each time. I, I, that's why I love it. I, I think on that point too. So as someone who doesn't necessarily always enjoy roguelikes, um, I think there's an element of a very big element of disappointment, like when you feel like you're really getting far and then something that happens that you just feel like is unfair, maybe that you don't quite understand yet. And you're and you're kind of getting frustrated with it. Right. I think Rolex, it's very easy to get frustrated with them if you don't want to just take the, oh, I learned something new from this run. I'm going to shut it down sure. and go back to it tomorrow. But like <laughs> if, if I want to get through this game so I can move on to something else. And I'm just stuck on a boss and I keep like banging my head against the wall and I have to, and in order to bang my head against the wall for that one boss, I have to play through the rest of the game that I already beat and have to come back to it and over and over. That's, I think that repetition gets very tedious, which I know Bryce is not doing your argument any favors. I just want to say that like, I understand that. I think the thing is you just have to find, find that roguelike that really connects with you. So like for me, that was Hades. Like Hades was was exactly what I wanted. Like, I enjoyed learning about that game. I enjoyed using new weapons. I enjoyed, like, the story of it and the atmosphere. And I think that's really what you got to look for. It's it's that one that you really connect with. Um, one that's also sort of roguelike is, like, Below, which I know not everyone loves, but I really enjoyed Below. And that atmosphere and, like, the descent into the dark and, like, having to restart and go find that lantern again, I, I really enjoyed that. And I think there's, again, it just comes down so much to finding the one that you connect with. 
And I think that will make your adventure a lot more fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Miranda. I'm not, I'm not a big roguelike person. I did play Dead Cells and liked it quite a bit, but I, I beat the first boss in Dead Cells. And then I looked at that and I said, that's enough. I did that. Good job, me. And that was <laughs> that was the end of my time with Dead Cells, which is sad because I think it's a very good game. I'll throw one more name in there though, that I did, like Wizard of Legacies or Wizard of Legends. Sorry, Wizard of Legends, very good. Uh, also on the Switch, if you like shooting magic around. A, a couple more that are off the beaten path a little bit that I would I would advocate for is a game called Flint Hook. Has some of the best a roguelike with some of the best movement mm-hmm. I felt in roguelike platformers. Uh, yeah, there's a really good one called Scourgebringer that's kind of new. That's very, very fun. Undermine is another really fun one. Enter the Gungeon is a great twin stick shooter roguelike. Um, Skull the Hero Slayer just left, left early access recently. That game is phenomenal. Um, yeah, there's a it's such a, a rich of, genre. Yeah, and a lot of them are are smaller like indie indie led studio games, mm-hmm. which is interesting and it's cool to see that genre break into a more of a triple a title with a uh, returnal this week but next question and final question really quick this one is from Corey hearse and this question is perfect for miranda because she is often on actually you're you're a regular on ign's xbox podcast unlocked so podcast unlocked specifically this one says do you find yourself avoiding buying some switch games due to the possibility of them coming to game pass i just got an xbox series x with game pass myself and i'm surprised the amount of games on game pass that i considered buying or have already bought on the switch Cannot praise Game Pass enough. It is it is just the best. Um, so I actually have a weird opposite reaction to it. So what I do is sometimes I'll try a game on Game Pass, be like, oh, I really love this, but what if I could play it in bed and not have to look at a big TV? <laughs> and so then I buy it on my Switch. <laughs> so that's kind of how I do it. It's like, yes, I'm, I'm technically already receiving this through a service I'm paying for, but I, I, we always talk about the value on Game Pass just because like the library is just insane for what you're paying for. Um, if, if you don't feel like you need to own a physical copy, I think there's a lot of people who want to have that ownership of their games. Um, but again, like it's such a nice way for discovery, especially with when so many games don't have demos anymore. This is a great way to just try it and say, oh, well, I would rather play this here, here or here, but I've at least started the experience. I know what it is. I know that I like it. And so now I can go buy it somewhere else that I, I want to keep playing it if it's not on your xbox if it's on your switch or if it's on your pc or something and sometimes if you have it on pc uh if you have ultimate it may already be on your pc as part of game pass ultimate mm-hmm. so that's kind of cool and yeah. then you can just carry yeah. over so i wonder if I'm there a... is a direct correlation to games appearing on game pass and then an increased sales on on the switch version i'd be interested I in learning that do... no one will ever tell us those numbers ever no <laughs> yeah, i'm sure um i have i don't know like direct sources for this but it's just like kind of a hearsay sort of thing but people have what i've heard from like our own show and other people was that it seems that game pass is just a great place for discovery for exactly that so like i'm not the only person who is going out and saying i like this but i would like this more specifically on my switch and then go buy it on the switch because you have like the proof case that i would actually play this and i will see it to its entirety so i'm comfortable putting the money toward it so cool yeah i have a slightly different take toward it because i have a series s um, that i play on quite a bit uh, and I, when I know about a game, when it comes out or ju- just in general, I will buy it on the Switch. That is what I will usually do. 
but I will use Game Pass between games that I know I want to play as a discovery tool. And I will just open it up and sort of flip through and see what's there and, you know, think, okay, you know, I, I want to try this. I want to see if it's any good. And I, I will usually play it in full on Game Pass if I find something that I really like. But that's sort of where I just sort of throw darts at the board and just sort of see what there is that I like. Whereas the Switch is where I, it's, it's a more deliberate thing. It's, oh, I know this is coming out. I've heard about it. I want to play it. I'm going to buy it. So that is about all the time we have left for NPC. But thank you, everyone, so much for those incredibly thoughtful insights. And if you are an audio listener, I do implore you to go check us out on IGM Games YouTube channel and see our show. You know, see it. Just look at it and the stuff that we show and our our beautiful faces and all of our glasses and Tom's not glasses, but he has a bow tie. So everyone's got accessories here on Nintendo Voice Chat. And remember, Nintendo Voice Chat is the only place you can. Get the thing. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.